And we're going to talk about financial advice in a moment. And I don't want to get into the politics of what Neil Mitchell or Ben Fordham have discussed on Money News in terms of what the Parliament have an impact on our money. Because according to the release of the Quality Advice Review today, there are 16,000 financial advisors in Australia who operate. And I think that number is actually quite lower than that. But anyway, I'll take that number and we'll discuss in a minute with Angus. Now... I am a financial advisor. I have been a certified financial planner for more than 20 years, which is, at the moment, the highest qualification you can currently have. And I think it's fair and reasonable to say that Australians are disappointed with the financial advice industry and also questioning where it may go. But today, there was a 267-page report where there were 13 primary recommendations for making financial advice more affordable and accessible. Including in those recommendations is the introduction of what is called the good advice duty, where a person who provides financial advice to a retail client must provide good advice. And I emphasise the words good advice duty. Now, the government hasn't adopted the plan yet, and they will consult, which will mean recommendations. But to go through what is right and wrong in the industry, good friend of mine, Angus Woods, the founder and managing director of advisor ratings, Angus, welcome to Money News this evening. Uh, good afternoon, or good evening, I should say, Scott. And did you manage to read all 267 pages before you got on air tonight? I have. I'll tell you what. In the interest of full disclosure as a financial advisor, Angus, I have not read the full 267 pages. But I will say to you, what did you make of the report today and what do you think the industry needs, in your opinion? Yeah, I think just just for your just for your listeners, I think fundamentally what the report is trying to say, what the review is trying to do, is get more people to get help with managing their money without costing an arm and a leg. Yes, that's fundamentally what the the review is trying to do. As as a financial advisor yourself, you know this industry's probably been strangled through a lot of regulation over the last ten years, and what that has meant is the cost of advice has gone through the roof. And we've seen suddenly, I think, over the last three to four years, two or 300,000 Australians basically remove themselves from seeing a financial advisor. So that's what really this, the review is trying to do. It's probably a seminal piece of work done by the government to try and address those needs. And what I think fundamentally you just addressed it then is the whole idea around this good advice provision um, is we may end up seeing the banks back in financial advice. Um, we definitely will see start to see the impact of superannuation funds starting to deliver financial advice. Now, my view on that, I think generally, I think generally, there's some good to be cut. There's some good to come out of this. When you say good to come out of this, uh, do the government need to be involved and do the government need to start to you know, put their thoughts in the process of better financial advice for just the average Australian? Well, I, I, think, I think when I, when I say good, there, there, is, there, is certain, there is certain things that, find out, that superannuation funds in particular. Now, I'm, I, I may have a different view on the banks, but there's certain things that superannuation funds at the moment, if you call your superannuation fund today, they're hamstrung about giving any advice whatsoever, irrespective of the amount of super that you do have. What we do want to see is more people talking about money, but what it does do is starts to differentiate between good advice and excellent advice. Now, good advice, great, or well and good, but excellent advice, if you want that, you should actually be going to see a financial advisor. 
Um, that's the differentiation. They've, you know, te- you know, someone like yourself, Scott, you've been through university, you've gone through, you've got ongoing training, you've got ongoing requirements you have to meet and you have to deliver to ensure that you're meeting the best interests of that consumer. Um, so I think from that perspective, I think differentiating the advisor now, I think you're going to be seeing that the financial advisor is going to be put up on a precipice, but they're able to deliver advice in a far more cost-effective way. There are other provisions in the quality of advice review that allows advisors to give better advice as well. I think, Angus, that most people and consumers need to understand that if you're paying for a service, if you're paying to see a financial advisor, there will be a fee. And and that's fair and reasonable, just like you go to the dentist. And and that means that we become a profession, which has been a big challenge for financial advisors. But the issue that I've got is that Australians seek advice from, you know, their parents or maybe a mate or maybe their accountant. And financial advisors are maybe fourth or fifth pick in the pecking order. So how, how, how do we promote the fact that financial advisors should be one of the first point of calls when you're making big decisions like getting married, buying a house, uh, you know, maybe separating or divorcing, maybe dealing with your parents' estate? How do we start to promote that better? Well, I think that, I think it's incumbent upon the upon financial advisors as, a, as an industry as a whole. I think uh, you know there are certain elements that are going on in the profession where there's a banding together. We we uh, I'm not sure if your readers are aware. This is banding together of associations now to have a, a one voice, one power in terms of ensuring that people which, which are is the F- of that. the FBA and the AFA, which is the Correct. Financial Planning Association and the Australian Financial Association. So so. What basically what we're saying is that a lot of financial services industries are getting closer together. So keep going. Sorry, Angus. Correct. And 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 there's and there's organisations such as ours, which is called AdvisorRatings.com.au, yes, which is promoting good financial advice, where you actually see the ratings and the reviews of independent financial advisors or not independent financial advisors and the, and consumer reviews on them to determine which advisor suits your needs. So, you know, we're doing our bit. You know, the associations are going to be doing their bit. I think the government needs to do their bit as well in terms of promoting financial advisors and promoting good financial advice. Uh, you know, I think this review hopefully puts a spotlight on the fact that financial advisors are a profession now and actually deliver good advice. We don't want to go back to, you know, the heady days of basically uh, forcing product on people. But I do, I do say that superannuation funds will also start to have a role to play here about promoting. Yes, when you go walking to it, you, you're aware of this, Scott. You're walking into a Tesla shop. You're going to get sold a Tesla, right? So if you walk into a superannuation fund, you're going to get advice, particularly on that superannuation fund. So that's great if you've got $30,000, but if you want more expansive, I think the role that financial advisors play is they can give you choice and promote uh, greater complete, especially if you've got complex needs, they can create an element of safety around around your decisions. Angus, just quickly, do you think that... People who are singles under $50,000 as a, or a couple under $80,000 should be given a government grant to see financial advisors, depending on the tax return. I think there... Interesting question that you pose. I think there, there, there is an element of... Um, 
what we've been pushing for is whether it's a grant or whether it's something like tax deductibility in terms of making sure that you can actually afford to see a financial advisor. I know as part of these provisions, what one of the recommendations is coming is that you can actually go into your super fund and potentially get fees deducted out of your super fund. I don't, I don't want to touch that, Angus. I'm not touching that anywhere. No, yeah, no. Not, just to see, not, just, not just from the super fund, but from a potential financial advisor. So we'll see what transpires there. Um, I, I know you've got different views on there, or potentially different views on this, but we'll see what transpires there. But we do need to be able to... We know the value of advice. It hopefully leads to greater outcomes in retirement. Angus Woods, thank you so much for your time this evening on Money News. Thank you very much, Scott. Cheers.